0: Welcome to another episode of Forerunners.app podcast with Alice and Lizzie. Hey. Hi. Hi. We're gonna get straight into it. So, right here? <laughs> pretty exciting news. We're heading across the US for a little bit. So, my quick fire questions today are exactly that. They're US based. Okay. Right. So, number one <clears throat> New York City, pizza or bagel? Bagel. Oh, I reckon bagel. Okay. There was hesitation there. Why? Only because
1: I feel like pizza is like the obvious answer, but I feel like if we were to go to Italy, obviously it would be pizza, but I reckon a New York pizza just kind of reminds me of like a big meatball, uh, like no, cheese no. kind of, pate. I don't know. To be honest, I've actually never had a pizza in New York, so yet to yet to know. I reckon we need to sort that out.
0: Fair enough. And to be honest, we eat pizza here all the time.
1: Yeah, I know. So I feel like we're getting like really fussy and like but, real constant. We're like very niche with our pizza, like our favourite type of pizza. So I feel like it may not be, I don't know, I feel like a bagel is a safe option. You just
0: get like a bit, a bit of a salty one and um, get it in. Um, So, we've conducted pretty extensive research on the pizza in Melbourne. So far, the number one has been Sparrow for anyone that's playing along at home. A close second to that probably is A25 Pizza in Chapel Street, South Yarra. Or even Soho in South Bank. Mm -hmm. That was really good.
1: good. However, we do find, I feel like the first time we go to these places, we say, okay, this is the best pizza place we've ever been to. And then whenever we go back the second time,
0: it's not as good. We're probably too hungry when we go the first (laughs) time. Also, this is supposed to be a quick fire question, so I need to, um, we digress. number two. All right, here, number two, we're gonna go for a run. Are we going to go in Central Park as your preference or completely different side of the coast, Venice Beach? Venice Beach. What? Yeah, there's a lot to see there. It's very, scen- like, when I say very scenic, it's scenic because of the people that you see and the stuff that they're doing on the <laughs> oh beach. God, that's so you, you're such a social runner. Yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, it's my worst nightmare. Get out of my way, I'm coming through. Central Park seems a little bit more like run friendly. Also, there's lots of grass. Yeah, yeah, true. You're definitely not a stop and smell the roses and kind of, <laughs> <laughs> no, absorb the surrounding. No, you take your life into your hands when you run with me, that's for sure. That's, that's very true. Number three, so as a US training group, who would be your ultimate to train with?
1: Oh, the boss group. Yeah. The ones that I joined for a, um, a little bit or just as COVID was hitting. They're such a cool group, like really, really inclusive. And the coach there is fantastic. He is in charge of not only their, their like running training, but also their strength program as well. So everything is done together as a team. So they do their, their hard sessions, their easy runs, and even
0: their strength stuff all together. And also the strength stuff I've seen Joe do with his athletes is very similar to Pilates. So it's like Pilates, but then add a few weights. Yep, yep, exactly. All the movements, Yeah, all the movements are like, they're really quite functional. It is mm. really good. I really, really appreciate that. It's not just like heavy lifting, you know, big sets. It's like higher reps, lower weight, and very functional. Yeah, very much a team, like a team lifting each other up kind of vibe. Mm. Baseball or basketball in the US? Which game are we going to go to first? Basketball. I'm a massive basketball fan. What team? What's our team? Our team is the San Francisco... What are they called? I don't know. I feel like if we're going to have the team, we need to know their name, though. That's Golden cool. State Warriors. What colour are they? Blue and Yellow. That's my team. Okay. All right. Well, I'll um, jump on I'll do on a bit of research forward. and I'll come back
1: with it. I reckon rest. we need a little bit more <laughs>
0: groundwork there. Uh, American Coffee Order. What is it? Ugh.
1: I, I just kept ordering cappuccinos when I was over what, there last time. What? You got a cappuccino like, in America? But Americans kind of just have like like <laughs> black coffee and they just kind of like drink it black all day long. Like they just kind of keep filling it up and filling it up. So I can kind of get onto that as well, but
0: I do prefer it with milk. I feel like that's so bad for your teeth. Also, I feel mm. like if you're going to get a cappuccino, you might as well just get like an orange mocha frappuccino, Zoolander style, because I feel like that's what you're going to get.
1: No, they actually got, it was actually fine. It was actually really good. But the only thing is that they come in really, really large cups. So it's equivalent to like... Two cups of milk, which yeah. is like it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. How's the dairy. Really going? really good for like a like a post run kind of, you know, Little protein hit. Yeah. <laughs> protein hit.
0: Alice, first of all, uphill or downhill running. Downhill! Oh my god, it's my favourite thing in the world. Is to run downhill as fast as you can. Yeah, that's true. I definitely dropped I've got a you on really high this cadence. Morning. Yeah, he, uh, you did. <laughs> I've been in trouble for half wheeling you. So I'm. I know, let's just be clear. So when we normally run together, I get in trouble because I always try and run a little bit in front of Lissy, which is obviously quite ironic because she's the better runner. However, but I'm lately, stopping to smell the roses yeah, along the way. <laughs> yeah, you definitely are. So I'm only doing that because I'm like on the rivet. But lately, since you've been back running, which is something we will discuss. I feel like I'm sitting just behind you because I don't want to get in trouble for pushing the pace. And then, now you're saying that you've been dropping me and I've been holding back. It is on. All right, you are on. I'm going to start half feeling you and these, we're going to start running our easy runs at like 350s.
1: Oh, I'm really scared for this. I'm like really nervous. Right. I might start my pre-activation now for Friday's run <laughs> three days in advance. Um, all right, second question. If you had to choose only one type of milk for the rest of your life, would it be cow's milk or would it be soy milk?
0: Um, Look, to be honest, if you had asked me a year ago, I would have said soy for sure. However, having seen Jess Rothwell, dietitian, she is a massive dairy fan. And subsequently, I've become a dairy fan again. I'm like, I could never actually, I don't think I was ever intolerant to it. I just used soy milk because I liked it. And now she's like, oh, you're missing all the benefits of like the real deal. So to be honest, I would just go dairy.
1: Yeah, your transformation has been pretty like remarkable, to be honest, like to go completely like from being soy, almond milk, all those sorts of like alternative types to now completely... I'm just like full on the dairy. It's yeah. quite
0: white. I don't think it's actually that good for
1: you to do that, but I've sort of soldiered on. Yeah, there's a little bit of both, but um, mm. yeah, there's room for both in the diet, I reckon. Mm-hmm. So what is your favourite function of the human body?
0: Um, the function of the, That's a really great question. Okay, well, look, I'm going to keep this very, very straight answer <laughs> because I feel <laughs> also, like... So this could go several ways. I know, I'm going to keep this very PG, and okay. I'm just going to say here that... My favorite function is our capacity to adapt with balance, right? So I feel like the way we run and we move changes very much on what surfaces we're in and what movement we're doing. Mm. So going back to the gymnastics days, that balance on, you know, doing flips on a beam, and that obviously is centered around that Agility as well as core control and stability and that's something that I think I'm still obsessed with now with the single stability mm. with runners. So our ability to change and adapt with surfaces as well, our centre of mass changes when we're on different surfaces, the way we tread, the way we move. Um, so I reckon our capacity to balance, I think that's probably quite underwhelming considering, you know, all the amazing functions of the human body, but I'm just going to put it out there. That's a fantastic answer. Didn't <laughs> see that coming at all. Um, yeah, really I kept, impressive. I them very
1: straight. I also like your, like your description of it as well and your justification for it. Yeah, I had to really back
0: myself into it because I felt like I was on thin ice. Okay, so can you tell us in one sentence what's so good about jazz apples? The crunch is absolutely paramount. So consistently, doesn't matter what season you're in, it's always crunchy. You never get a soft jazz apple. There was a comma in there too, in fact, but okay. That's still there was, there <laughs> Gans, a full comes, stop. Comes, I think comes. the sentence it's is true. defined by the inclusion of a full stop, right? Okay, I wasn't sure there. Commas by. <laughs> simply the crunch. <laughs> All right, true or false?
1: Or question rather. Alice, have you used my toothbrush in the last week? No. Why was there a hesitation? Because I was just making sure that I was giving a really good answer because I wanted to be honest and I have not. You're calculating the days, aren't you? How many days ago was it that I walked into the bathroom? (laughs) <laughs> what did i find or oh, what did i hear rather
0: it was an accident
1: <laughs> it was an accident all right so just to set the scene was it maybe maybe it was eight days ago maybe it was more than a week ago <laughs> all of a sudden i hear the bathroom door close and i was like that's strange very unlike alice to actually close the bathroom when she in there i was like what's going on in there <laughs> next minute i hear this zzz, zzz, and i was like wait a second alice didn't have her electric toothbrush here. What's going on here? And then she walks out and she's all like very, very happy with herself. She dried it off nicely. I, a... tried, I tried to hide the
0: evidence. <laughs> okay, 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 so backstory is because we kind of moved into mum and dad's for a little bit. We went there to use the pool one day and then mum and dad went away and we're like, this is where we live now. So we ended up staying there for like two or three weeks. We did, but we were quite underprepared with what we took. And this is a very first world problem, but not having an electric toothbrush for like two weeks, it's not okay. Your teeth get a bit furry. It's with not the old right. manual yeah, option. Yeah, the manual option, it's just not it. So I, I did see yours there and I was very clean when I did it. Anyway... <laughs> Well, not it, okay. It's not okay. I know it's not okay. I'll I'll do better. Um. Yeah. That's what I'm questioning. Will you though? I'm just wondering now how many times it's been used. No, I've stayed in my lane since, since then. I was I'm significantly <laughs> reprimanded. I have acknowledged my faults and I've moved on. It's getting a little bit shaggy. A little bit early. Yeah, I'm a bit aggressive. That's definitely a fault. Um. All right. We shall move on the intro. Of this was based around the fact that obviously Lissy, big drum roll to the fact that you just ran ten k yes. continuously,
1: yes, and very fast to be honest as well. Yeah, that was like it was um, it was tough. It was certainly tough, but it was good. We had like good momentum going, ran a lap of the tan and then across like through St Kilda Road and Faulkner Park. Probably my favourite run, really. Yeah, and exactly I always 10K. include
0: grass. Lucy, you're not so keen on the grass running. I love grass running, but I sort of made you do that. Regardless. Mainly because
1: I just don't like it because it get my feet wet.
0: But I think the, soft,
1: like the softness and like you say, like
0: the change in the surface
1: going from a little, little bit of concrete, a little bit of bitumen and a little bit of grass.
0: Yeah, and that change in mechanics is really good. It keeps the body yeah. guessing and you change where you strike, so it sort of varies the load, mm-hmm. et etc. et cetera. Um, But that's a huge accomplishment. And the fact that not only did you do it, you're actually feeling really good. So all of that hamstring rehab that you've done, all of those, the PRP, the rest, the painstaking sort of waiting game has come around full circle and you're back in the game. What is next? I know, and I have to say that like it was really frustrating having to take so much time off
1: running. Um, however, I think that that's really sort of helped me now because I think that a lot of runners, they sort of think, all right, like as soon as you're ready to come back, let's go back. But I think that my coach holding me back a little bit has actually helped me um, be able to sort of take more like leaps now. Mm -hmm. So rather than doing like 30 seconds on 30 seconds or, you know, like one minute jog, four minute walk or whatever, um, I was able to jump straight into sort of like three minutes and then five minutes, 10 minutes, and then up to like 10K um, within a few weeks, which I think is pretty quick. But I think it's just like a credit to my coach in, in the way that he's able he was able to manage it and hold me back a little bit more get me really strong and then
0: like hit the ground running. And it helps so much too that he's a physio as well as a coach because you really trust him on the physiology, the rehab, the progressions and he's done elite sport for years and years and years and, it's just, and he's very no fuss. It's like, this is what I advise and this is what we're doing. Mm. Um, whereas when I was trying to help you with physio, there was too much emotion involved between us. Yeah. So I felt like I was just like, fine, run as much as you like. I can't. <laughs> and so I would sort of hang up my boots in terms of, I can do all the manual stuff for you, um, the, the needling and stuff like that, but also I can't make the decisions for your run program. So Nick is an absolute saint. He's Switzerland for us.
1: But I think this is a really, like, it's a really hard thing for coaches as well because, you know, when your athlete gets injured, you know, like coaches don't know everything about everything in terms of injuries Mm. like you know you only know like what you've had experience with either yourself or with the previous athlete so i reckon this is a really tough thing you know for coaches to have to go through and you know i think it's really important that a coach can be able like can have the capacity to liaise with your physio if you've had an injury on that progression back because you know it's hard to expect a coach to sort of take the reins and just go all right we're going to walk jog you and this is how you're going to progress like those initial phases really do need to be led by a physio so that is safe and you are loading up your body correctly
0: I used to love talking to coaches back when I was doing a lot of treating. Like the ones that would call me and say, Look, I've got Michaela here and she's had medial tibial stress or that sort of thing. What do you reckon her load manager should be? Like any tip? Like I would actually love talking to them because I've like, mm. these people really give a shit about their athlete and, it's, and it really shows. And, and she'll do quite well with that too with your working together as a team rather than kind of sometimes you kind of butt heads. You know, um, physio versus coach and that sort of thing, and it becomes like you versus them. Whereas if you can do it collaboratively, I guess that's like a motto for life, really.
1: Yeah, that's it's true. so much easier. That's, that's also really good to know because, I mean, like, as a coach as well myself, like, I would love to speak to the physio that, you know, my athletes have been seeing, but you're not sure whether to budding because you sort of think, oh, well, physios, you know, they're always run off their feet, they're always, you know, uh, running late and ha- don't have a lot of spare time. So it's, it's actually good to
0: know that they might want to actually have a chat. Do you know what a game changer for that is, and I think just for life in general, is voice to text. I reckon you get such a good, because they can listen to that in their own time, you can respond. So you can kind of have a conversation in your own time, but you're getting the conversation out completely convenient to yourselves. I'm a big fan of that, obviously. Yeah, I reckon that's a really good thing to adopt. You're
1: very good at it, I think, in saying like what you want to say in a really concise manner as well. So, yeah, well, well done, basically. <laughs> I am more of a waffler, <laughs> so you could go on any
0: kind of tangent if you're going to get a voice text from me. No, but that's good. You fill in the details. That's <laughs> important trait to have. Um, and so what's next for you with the running? Any road races on the horizon? Yeah,
1: so we have three weeks now until the Great Ocean Road half or oh, marathon. Not that we're doing the half marathon. Um, we're going to do the 14K together yes and so that's going to be our first I guess introduction into some road racing slash fun run stuff and then once we get over to the US hopefully I'll be able to get my mileage up a little bit so that I can be competitive in some like sort of 10k and half marathon races so I guess like for me my my plan for the rest of this year is to yep get mileage up get the um, base training happening and you know build up that sort of strength and capacity to run a really
0: good half marathon and then really
1: target one at the end of the year yes that is so
0: exciting to see and the progression watching like you know it's hard when you're in the middle of a tendon issue you actually can't see you're like either cat this is how i live now i have a constant tendinopathy and i will never not be pain-free but you've progressed so beautifully the last month has been a real turnaround and to know that you've got a few races and obviously the first one that we do back will be with me and hopefully you won't be half-wheeling me but like (laughs) i might have to turn that around you
1: have so much more in you. Oh, this no. is not even going to be a question. I'm just more but competitive. It is interesting what you said. Like, I definitely have turned a corner in the past month and I think that I know that I've had two um, PRP injections and I'm sure that that's contributed, but I would say something that I've really, really targeted over the last kind of maybe four to six weeks is collagen. I don't know if this is exact directly related, but now that I'm thinking about it, the time frames really add in. And this has been like, I've been making sure that I have it like... High dosage, empty stomach, not with caffeine, not with food, just by itself, mm. um, and been taking that religiously. So I'm sure that that's got something to do with the, like, X. Ex- I mean, it's not It's not obviously
0: the, the one fix, but it's kind of like the icing on the cake, I think. I found the same thing with my of fascia. And, of course, it's never a controlled study. I mean, there's so many mm. factors that go into a healing exactly. process and rehab. But I did really load up on collagen, too with my plan of fascia and like you know admittedly it's um it's sort of come through okay yeah and yeah. so i feel like that's definitely something to consider yeah and interesting. An important question what shoes are we wearing for this 14k and are we wearing matching outfits i think we're going to have to <laughs> if not matching some sort of like complementary yeah um so you're outfit. the creative director with all of this so i will get out an outfit to wear to pilates lissy will then change it to make it look good. And she's always bang on. Like, I look at it back afterwards. I'm like, I never thought this was going to work. And it works. It's actually, <laughs> really, really cute. Cool. You've got an eye for it. Sometimes you come to me and you say, I look like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a Christmas elf. Why did you choose this outfit? And then we do the session. I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to depend on, like, what we've got available because we're probably going to be very much like having bags packed on the way to the us at that point so we'll see like what we've got in storage and what
0: we've got packed and what we've got left over to be able to race in i guess i never thought we'd say that we'd be scraping the bottom of the crop top barrel but this may be the time but in terms of shoes i think we're both going to go for the
1: hyperion elites Yes. and um yeah these sort of new aquari colored brooks shoes that we we've neither of them neither of us have actually run in them yet um but we we've got them we've seen them we'll, we've done a couple of laps around our land room mm-hmm. um so we'll probably go
0: for a test running them over the next couple of weeks and and our Make goal sure. is to do the race in them i love you described them as the aquari colored ones when my brain went straight to the fact that they've got like a carbon plate in them and they've got a rock of salt <laughs> Different priorities. Oh my God. I'm so aesthetic. <laughs> I know. That. That's, like, that's in a nutshell though. I'm like, how is this biomechanically going to be effective? This is like, but it looks really nice. Looks good. It's got a little yes. bit of orange trimmings. And let's be honest. That's probably really all you need to think about because you're going to run fast whatever you put your feet in. <laughs> whereas me, I'm going to need all the bits of carbon that I can get. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. You're yeah, on. <laughs> um, and so that being said, speaking of packing bags, etc., we are heading across to the U.S. And now this is incredibly exciting. This has been nearly two years in the making, but the Forerunners.app emphasis on the app is launching. And that will be something that will coincide with the end of May, start of June, which is when we're heading to LA and hopefully traveling around the US. Quite literally, planking and running around, trying to get to as many events, running based, Pilates based, as we can in a, in a short period of time. Which is pretty much the best thing to do, really. Like,
1: planking and running is kind of the story of our lives. So it's a good way to, to make our way around. Uh, the US Mm. so we're going to be um, jumping in lots of like fun runs and different run groups and, yeah, literally running our, our way around and <laughs> showing the people of America, or well, the runners of America, rather,
0: um, you know, how we do how we do it in Australia. Yeah, what they're missing out on, Pilates for runners, coming in hot.
1: But and... one, I guess like, one, one of the challenges, though, that we are going to uh, encounter, and this is the same thing, like when anyone's going like, on a holiday or travelling around is like, all right, where do you run? We're creatures of habit here in South Yarra. We've got our nice little 10K exactly to the dot loop that we do so and I, I know that you and I have both like had like issues when we've been overseas trying to find all right where do we run you know is it just going to be an out and back loop is it just going to be on the sidewalk are you going to find yourself on the side of a freeway um you know there's all sorts of things that can counter and I, I know that um, when you were in Peru you had some like issues
0: yeah yeah so I feel like my experiences with running overseas have been very different to yours Mine have been me just trying to fit in runs on you know um, school trips, vacations, etc. I've never been overseas with a professional running team, et cetera. So I've always just made it up as I went. And probably the places I've been to tend to be Southeast Asia or South America. And (laughs) (laughs) and it just doesn't really work well, as far as I'm concerned. Look, I'm by no means a local, so I I never really found the right routes. But one thing that's really stuck out in my mind was a trip I did many, many moons ago to Peru. And of course, South Americans, they are wonderful. I loved everything about South America itself, the people and the jewellery the jewellery oh my goodness yeah so that's another story in itself but just I digress (laughs) for a moment we got given it was sort of a school trip and we got given I think equivalent of 30 sol per day and I'm not actually sure what that actually converts to it might be 10 bucks a day or something like that and basically that would be your spendings for the day, it would be breakfast, lunch and dinner, it would be whatever. And of course, being sort of 17 and overseas, I was like, um, so I'm gonna buy all of the jewellery with my spending money and I'm gonna live on rice. That's absolutely <laughs> how I'm gonna invest my time and my interest. And safe to say, I probably came back quite a few kilos lighter, but I was like <laughs> decked out in lots of jewellery. had i I've still got it. really good yeah. quality jewellery in it, room It's actually really good. I think you made a really good call. I would definitely prioritize. They got beautiful quality silver, anyway, We had a lovely time in the markets, and I was watching all the other girls, and they were sort of, you know, dining in restaurants and doing all that sort of thing. And I was like, "Why are they doing that? Why would you bother? I mean, get to the markets and buy the jewelry." Anyway, that's another story in itself. But I (laughs) did actually try my luck on going for a run. We're staying in a really remote area of Peru, so we were actually helping volunteering on rebuilding a primary school, which was um, an experience in itself. So we didn't really have the normal tools. I was a designated tyler. Uh, purely because I think I was the lightest and I was the least likely to fall through the roof. Perfect. So that, they, these were my terms. And I can tell you, the things you find on a roof, you would not expect. What? I won't go into detail with it, but there was a whole lot of stuff up there that it was just very eye-opening experience. I found a whole lot of things which i just carefully throw off the side <laughs> and be like, I'm not dealing with that. Someone else below can. Okay, I don't even want to ask. You. No, no, not good. Anyway, I was like, right, I'm going to get up really early at sunrise. I'm going to go for a run because, you know, I think I had like a school cross country coming up and I wanted to do really well and that sort of thing. So I got up myself early, got, crept out of the sleeping bag. We're all staying on the floor of the school. And I was like running and it was actually beautiful. It was like crisp air in like the Peruvian hills. And, um, and then, of course, next minute, pack of dogs and you know like you just don't trust dogs no, ev- like ever especially when they're a chasing you barking also that salivating sal- they're salivating <laughs> none of them Frothing. look really healthy they've seen better days um they've all got that curly tail a bit of frothy at the mouth anyway i've never run so fast in my life that was a pb i can't remember the distance but i was like you went into panic mode and i was actually pretty proud of myself because what happened was i was like right i'm never gonna outrun a pack of dogs. No one can. Like, it's mm. not a human thing to outrun dogs. So what I'm going to do is they can't climb. So oh. I found a, a little <gasps> local house and I start climbing up. So I climbed up, got to their house, climbed up the sort of a drain pipe. but It was made of sort of terracotta. So, you know, I climbed all the way up, like a um, climbing up a palm tree as such, got to the very top. And the dogs were just surrounding the house, just barking at me. So I'm essentially on someone's roof. It was a crack of dawn. And this little Peruvian lady came out. And she was like, what is going on? The dogs are barking. And then she turns around and she's yelling at me in Spanish. (gasps) Because I'm on her roof. The dogs are barking. It was the most stressful situation. And my Spanish was terrible. I could ask, you know, how much a piece of jewellery was and how much is rice. Okay, this situation is already terrifying. I know. And so anyway, the dogs are really barking. And I think actually one of um, the... Adventure leaders came and found me anyway and helped me escort me off the roof and took me back home. I didn't do any more running for the rest of that trip, safe to say, but that was put the fear of God into me. So, running around dogs now, like, pretty, particularly triggering.
1: Yeah, particularly those ones that are frothing at the mouth. That is actually terrifying, like, that whole situation. And that lady, surely she would have, like, no one would understand the situation. And
0: help, yeah. She was probably scared of the dogs too. I don't know what was going on, but anyway, the whole thing, there was a lot of noise and there was a lot of yowing and there was, yeah, it was very traumatic. But quite contrastingly, In Japan, you had a whole different lot of running experiences, probably completely the opposite to mine, sort of slightly chaotic experience. And I've sort of talked to you about some of these differences and I reckon everyone would love to hear if you would elaborate on it.
1: Yeah, well, I guess, like, I've certainly been for my, like, fair share of runs in Japan that I just kind of, like, went running and kind of got lost because... Um, strangely the Japanese, even though they're like really great marathon runners, they don't actually do a lot of long running. They do lots of runs throughout the day. So they'll run three times a day, but they don't actually do like a long run. And so on a Sunday I was just like stuck in my, you know, I guess like Australian kind of mentality that Sunday we do a long run. So that would be like when I would just go out for a long run by, by myself, cause it was like considered a rest day for everybody else. Um, and so I definitely had my fair share of like getting lost, um, in certain places, but most of our training was like very strict. Um, and very measured, very calculated. So we'd be running like single file um, at a like very precise pace that was measured by our coaches who were riding with us on bikes or driving behind us in a in a car. So sometimes we'd go to like altitude training camps, and we would do uh, like a morning a morning run would be sort of ten to fourteen k. And it would just be around a 2k circuit, and so we'd have the car following us, <laughs> or a bike, or so whatever it was, um, sort of measuring everything. So everything was either like out and back, or lots of loops of a small circuit. Yeah, just one by one, very, very calculated. And
0: no talking, no smiling, <laughs> no. no no communication. Yeah. Which is like your worst nightmare, really. Yeah, none of that. That's what I love
1: about running is like how social it is and how you can have like, you know, really deep conversations with people because you're kind of running next to each other. But yeah, this was something, especially when you're running at a um, a predetermined pace as well. Like it's quite, like it's kind of hard. So we had to run like four minutes per K. And so you sort of want to talk to get your mind off it a little bit, um, you know, rather than just like being aware of how you're going the whole time. And then, um, yeah, and then I guess there was like, um, th- there would always be uh, like a drink bottle that would be passed, so from one to the other. So that's why. So when the drink bottle comes out, that means every second person has to move slightly to the right, so that you can pass. You know, it goes. First person will pass to the right. Second person will pass to the left. Third person will pass to the right. So it it works in that way. Um, so everything. There's a plan the behind bottle, everything. What drink bottle just to ask? Oh, so like there's this, there's this drink in. Japan that's called Picari Sweat. It's oh, like my God, the most, so good. It's like the most Love sugary that. drink <laughs> that delicious. you possibly have. Um, but then at one point they got a sponsorship with some sort of green tea company. Oh, no, so that's devastating. It was devastating because I was not prepared for it. So we were, like, same thing doing this session and, like, it was, when the drink bottle was passed me, I thought I was getting this, like, delicious, like, oh no, sugary you thing. a mouthful of green tea. It was, like, tea. actually, like, green oh, tea. I, tea. It was so strong. No one so likes I, green tea. I, but especially, especially unexpected green tea. Unexpected <laughs> she <laughs> <She's>
0: green tea. <laughs> that's even worse. It's a normal green tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's actually horrible. It's so distressing. Mind you, that whole, like, um, running in a conga line situation without talking or laughing or smiling, that's actually probably my ideal run.
1: <laughs> it. it. actually is. And then the, the occasional when a thought pops into your mind, you're just going to verbalise it and then that's it. And, and that's it. We're, and then we're back to it. Yeah, yeah, no, it is actually good. Like, just sort of, like, head down. Yeah, It's kind of like, it's almost like a meditative state because yeah. you just, like, start thinking about all these other things. You don't have to think about what pace you're running because you literally just follow yes, in no. single file. And yeah, you just, yeah. You can think
0: about the... um you know, the smoked fish and miso soup that you can have a breakfast at like yeah. seven AM. Seven <laughs> thirty. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, and it is
1: interesting, like I think that like like what you're saying about terrain, when you're running in different areas, you have to be sort of able to be adaptable. Mm. So and that, I guess that's one thing, like in terms of like planning your your running sessions, if you are gonna do that when you're on a holiday. If all you've got is concrete, then you're going to have to adapt, like mm. your, you know, the distance on the duration of, of your run, because it's not really, you know, if you're used to running on some sort of like soft trails, like you're going to end up in trouble if
0: you're not uh, like
1: adapting to the environment that you're being surrounded by.
0: I'm um, just to, on the word of trails. Actually, I went for my first trail run a couple of weeks ago. And
1: I I know. I want to hear all about this. Alice has all of a sudden changed, like her whole everything. I feel like you've always just been a Like a, a not concrete, like a bitumen sort of. Bike path kind I'm a of city runner.
0: Girl. I, she, I just cruise on the chance. Sometimes girl. I'll lash out and go to Albert Park, like you know, like that's my bubble.
1: There may have been a run that we did at Listerfield a few months ago. Oh my god, that was <laughs> and so bad. Alice cracked, it half cracked the way. I cracked it I had the of biggest the tantrums.
0: puddles. There was too many puddles, <laughs> and I was too slippery. I didn't have the appropriate footwear, and Lissy's like ran off on me. I was by myself. I was literally, <laughs> I was like, I was literally like a toddler stomping in the mud. I, I hate this. I turned around and I was like, you need to suck it up. You're a city girl. <laughs> oh my god, it's exactly what you did. You were actually really good you're like I'm acknowledging the fact that you're being completely unreasonable but we're also just going to keep going we're going to get to the car park and then you can apologize there anyway now full backflip now I'm like literally does a trail run and I'm like a trail runner I reckon yeah. I can call it it was a very short trail run it was in the most beautiful 7k trail. that's significant I think it was 5.5 on a Garmin, but I don't know do you trust garment because of the elevation not know. sure not experienced enough depends on the not trees either. how many trees um, also I had this special skill I'm a shortcut runner doesn't matter what we do, I always take the shortest route. The path mm. of least resistance, it's actually ingrained to me. I don't know if it's because I was always the fourth child, back like at 60 feet in the and I just had to work out how I could get from A to B to keep up the fastest. I think it's an efficiency thing.
1: You're actually the most efficient person that I know and I reckon <laughs> you're like, why would I go around this little, this tree
0: when I can just go like straight, straight through? through both yeah. of them. Yeah. Actually, it was the only one, speaking of which, because I was taking the shortest path, I was obviously really close to all the trees. So we got to the end and I had leeches on me Oh, oh, no. So I remember, like, I grew up in the country, so, like, I'm not entirely city kids. I remember I had to get rid of them. You just sort of burn their tails and they fall off or whatever. But then they release this, um, it's like almost like a warfarin, I believe, into you, so then you bleed oh. profusely. So it looks like literally a crime scene. They're trying to take a photo shoot and they're like, "Um, Alice, can you just wipe the blood off <laughs> your face and your stomach? And I was, like, trying to pose a photo. They're like, oh, no, you look like you've been butchered. so <laughs> You're going to have yourself up. <laughs> so um, it was actually brilliant and, and it was, like, really crisp. Air. It was obviously very mountainous. I wasn't wearing trail shoes, which I am obsessed with. I mm. and I know that you think they're quite dorky, but I think they're quite fashionable. They're really dorky. No, they're really – I reckon I can – they're so bad that they're good. Okay. I also think that, like, with trails that you would be really good at it because,
1: first of all, you've got, like, probably the strongest core in the world, like, incredible single leg and hip stability.
0: Um, plus, like, you're quite low to the ground, let's be honest. I'm quite short. Sure. Very efficient. Yeah, yeah, small – Agile. I, yeah, look I, I look, I don't know if I'm ever going to be very good at it, but I bloody loved it. Yeah. And um, and then so immediately you've been so supportive. You're like started Googling all these trail races, but they're all so far away. It's like five and, hours. And also really long in duration. Oh, God, really long. Oh, like, the, the shortest one's like 50K. I know. I need to find one that's under 20, I feel like. Because I, I, I'm like 10K road run is my favourite thing in the world. Mm. And I guess you can say, like, obviously, trail runs you run further and it's probably equivalent. Mm. So one of the guys who's a very, very <laughs> pronounced trail runner, was saying he reckons a half marathon on the road is equivalent to a marathon on the trails, is his opinion of the Mm -hmm. situation. And obviously it's a lot slower, et cetera, softer terrain. But yeah, that's something to put on the horizon. Yeah, 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 definitely. But also like when you're thinking about it,
1: it's a, like a marathon on the trails is like a really long time.
0: What a such a long time. I remember.
1: Um, there's I need a... so
0: many snacks for that. I'm gonna have to take like a backpack of snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: definitely need a bum bag or something. Um, my sister actually did a. Um, she just randomly she did, she did a marathon and she did it in about like it was under three hours, like two fifty six, and then she went off and did this roller coaster run up in the hills. And I was like, all right, so she's gonna do that. It's like I think it was 40, it was a bit longer than a marathon. So I was like, all right, we'll give her an extra sort of twenty minutes, half an hour or whatever, and she just took hours and hours because the trail runs are not only like technical like through trails they're also like mountainous yeah. there's always a huge so you're literally climb. climbing you're not even running anymore you've got calluses on your hands as well as your feet yeah yeah, yeah. so literally even the spectators are going to need snacks just waiting for you to finish the oh, race no. so actually,
0: spectating is exhausting <laughs> i like the, as, as someone that's done a lot of spectating in my time i feel like it is actually really you go hunger flat you get grumpy you get tired and then the person that finishes is full of endorphins and they're full of gels and they're full of like caffeine and they're you're like having like, the best time let's get out and of you're here. Like, let's go home. I'm going to do like an hour cool down and I'm going to get my presentation because I've won. Mm. Oh, my gosh. True. Oh my God, what a whinger. I'm such a no, whinger. Uh, yeah, I can see. I can <laughs> see that
1: though. And now all of a sudden <laughs> I'm like filled with guilt. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll just stop winning races and we can
0: go home earlier. That's, yeah. that's, that's the deal.
1: But I guess yeah, you've got like the tapering as well. So you've got like all this built up energy that you just want to you want to go for a really long cool down and enjoy I the moment. Know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's actually it's actually lovely to watch, but also um, yeah, it is exhausting. Yeah, yeah, um, I get it. But I digress. I- just going back to Japan though briefly, I um I did want to because the marathon runners in Japan are incredible like they're all you know 220 like, yeah they can all, all all the
1: women can run like if you can run a 225 marathon in japan very unimpressive no one cares <laughs> like, yeah. literally like the girls on my team could do that and they were not even they marathoners were, yeah i don't think they were even competing in the tokyo olympic marathon trials like 220 you have to be like busted in 225 to even like qualify for that, I think. Like it's,
0: yeah, it's wow. Yeah, wild. it's significant. And so the way they do their training, because they do huge miles. The Japanese are renowned for doing, like the guys do up to 300, the girls do like yeah. 200. Yeah. And yet they don't do a designated like one long, you know, 20, 30, 35K run. Mm. They just do heaps and heaps of sessions per day. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like what I was exposed to in the Ekaden system. That's exactly how it went. So like everyone would be running like two to three times a day. Lots of jogging, nothing ever like super fast lots of running like for women heaps of running at like four minutes per k and then sort of like tempos around the track at like sort of like 350 340 per k um i remember doing like we would do a track session so i like turn up ready you know like i'm i'm at a middle distance runner i'm not a distance runner i turn up at the track hearing that we're doing ten four hundreds, and i'm like all right i'm on let's go and we're doing sort of like 76 seconds per 400 which is not very mm. fast for did like, you lead all of those reps then you no, would have been like, this single is a child's file. play. Single file. Oh. We had a, there was a, 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 a man who was, like, his full-time job was to pace us in the sessions. You were not allowed to go past him. You were certainly not allowed to go next to him. So it was just single file, one behind the other. So did you kind of find that that session was a bit redundant for you? It was kind of weird. It was a weird fart, like, because you do, like, you do 400, but you wouldn't stop. You just keep jogging. 100 metres. Oh, I like that. And Yeah, yes and no. There's a distance right up over here. I'm like, don't stop. Just keep going. Yeah, but then it's weird because then you're starting the 400 at like a 300 metre start, the oh. next one. So then you're finishing on a bend. So the start and finish obviously changes with every 400. So, I mean, it's fine. It was just like a different to get used to, whereas I'm used to having like we, you start at the start, you finish at the finish, and you know the feeling mm-hmm. of, you know, you know that you're on the, like the final bend and then the final like, straight. Like where am I in space? Yeah, so you kind of just like... You forget, yeah, you forget where you are. And so you're running around and it's not a really hard pace. So you're like, I'm not really sure if we're doing like the the easy jog or the far, like it's really, yeah, it's weird. You don't know how long you've got, you know, whereas in a 400, you're like, all right, I've got 200 meters to go. Whereas this method, you sort of, you do forget because you zone out because you're literally just single file following the leader. So
0: I know it sounds really weird to forget like where you're at in a 400 meter rep, but like it, yeah, it did happen like that strangely. I've never done any track races, so I feel like I would forget where I was in space the whole time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's
0: no chance I put spikes on either. Do they run in spikes?
1: No. No, they don't. To be honest, they don't even really race in spikes. Um, I think now, like, with, with the spikes that have, like, the, the carbon plate and the more cushioning, oh, I think yeah, yeah. the Japanese are starting to get into it. But Japanese have always just worn, like, really flat shoes. Oh, the waffles-type um, shoes. The waffles, like, yeah. Like,
0: really 80s. Yeah, even for 1500. Like, um, the, the, um, like the Asics Tigers. Yep, yeah, 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 exactly. Just, oh, I remember I used to wear them. Yes. Um, it, as it more of, like, a fashion thing, I would never run in them. Oh, my gosh, they'd blow your calves out in a second.
1: Yeah, but spikes are not really a popular thing in Japan. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is interesting. But then also, like, short-distance races, you know, under... Like, it, it is the road
0: races that is popular in Japan. Track is sort of not that much of a big deal, comparatively. So do you reckon, in terms of gels and nutrition for a marathon for the Japanese, obviously they're not doing super long training months, so therefore that probably doesn't really warrant the use of gels and trialling them in sessions. So when they go out to do their marathon, do you reckon they're just wing it or do you reckon they just don't use gels at all from a nutrition I standpoint? Reckon, I'm not sure about the full marathon. Surely they would have to use something. But I know
1: in half marathons, they, they don't. The Japanese, they don't seem to need to have the same fueling yeah. needs as as us. Um, and I guess in the same way, like their, their bones must just be a little bit tougher or something because they're wearing these like really like slim shoes that we used to always wear. You know, like racing on the track, like back in the day before we had these sort of thick shoes, they're doing all their mileage in it. So most of the, you know, 200 k's a week are done in like, My like God. the thinnest shoes possible on really hard surfaces. So hard, um, yeah. So they just, they just have different needs to us, I'd say.
0: Yeah, and that, and you would have felt that too, being a Western and then coming in. Like cause there's so much that's different about us compared to the Japanese, but you had to just adapt and fit into that, and also you had to sort of, in some ways, to your own self-preservation, rebel so that you could stay upright.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. There were like, you know, the third run of the day, I would like jog to the corner and then I'd just go for a walk. I love that. <laughs> just call someone from home or something like I that to have a bit of a chat. I was here? like, um, yeah, three runs a day is just—it's just not it for me. I did like increase my mileage significantly. It didn't work for me though. No, um, I just kept getting niggle after niggle. Um, but I did like. Uh, my my main concern is my feet so this is it was in Japan that my hamstring tendon like started to occur probably from that high mileage but I've had um, like foot stress fractures in the past because so I'm a very toey runner and so that was my main concern <laughs> so I like taught myself to run a bit more like rear foot and so it is interesting like how like your body, you, your body can adapt yeah. to your surroundings and I guess this is a little, like I was there for two years so I was thinking real long term and I was like I don't want to get a foot injury because then I'd literally be, be stuck in Japan like doing nothing. Um, always been like very cautious of like my mm. footwear, the terrain that I run on um, and yeah so being a very toy runner I, I sort of taught my, myself to go a bit rear foot because you know if you're doing like a 14k sort of semi-fast run, four minutes per K in, run in the morning on concrete, and then a few hours later at 11 a.m., you're doing like a 12K tempo run on the track. Like, it's a lot on your feet. Oh so God. you need to do it in a way that's like, you know, shorten your stride, go a bit more heel-toe because
0: it just sort of protects your
1: feet a little bit, yeah. more
0: efficiency. But that's so interesting too because there are so many pros and cons. And obviously I put my physio hat on here and say when you heel strike, you do load like medial tibia. Like, so the shin splints are mm. much more um, common when you start to heel strike. And then but you come onto your forefoot and you're running too much on your forefoot and you can really overload your planner, you can overload your Achilles. And if you're on your toes too much too, then you can actually develop um, runner's knee as well. So being a little bit too um, anterior. So I guess there's pros and cons with all the different yeah. gait patterns. You kind of want to be somewhere in between
1: yeah yeah absolutely and like if, especially if you're like trialing something new too then mm. and you then doing all of your running on that that's like quite risky as well i guess like for me i've always been quite tall. like my heels literally just naturally don't touch mm. the ground they also can't no. <laughs> i think which is like i like if i do a squat uh, like a like a goblin squat. At the like heel. a goblin squat. Yeah, which yeah. I, like I can't get my heels to the ground, which is extremely challenging with some of the squat toilets in Japan. Like very wobbly there. Oh my gosh! Because yes. I'm literally just on my forefoot. It's actually so stressful. Yeah. yeah, it was very stressful several occasions. But I guess that stopped me from being completely heel toe. So I'll never be able yeah. to like. Yeah, yeah, you've got like biomechanically. Joint,
0: uh, yeah, inhibition there. Yeah, so um, it's probably more midfoot. Something I reckon that is actually a really good take home with that is not so much changing your actual strike pattern of where you land when you're trying to prevent injury or you're rehabbing, it's actually just slightly shortening your stride. Um, yep. and, and it doesn't have to be aggressive. So you don't have to feel like you're a mouse in a wheel, but they've done some pretty good research on this. And I just know from um, clients and myself, uh, especially obviously using a bit of grass for reducing an impact, unless it's a tendon, which is a different matter. But if you're trying to reduce load in the joints and also the bones slightly shorter stride on a soft surface um, makes a massive difference mm-hmm. to and impact load also being aware of
1: activating your glutes
0: oh yeah pre-run activation everyone do it <laughs> you've got to do it you actually
1: have to do it you've got to do it
0: before and you've also got to try and think about it while you're running too and I know some people get up really early and I know it's annoying but literally it doesn't have to take long like literally a couple of exercises yeah. pre run a couple of glute bridges and off you go glute bridges a couple of clams away you go on that note, on that very wise piece of finalising <laughs> Do you include activation?
1: It's very aggressive. Mm. Non
0: negotiable. Finish there. But um, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you got some uh, little pearls, from, particularly from Japan. So interesting. I find it fascinating. And we will touch base next week. Yeah, but it, please let us know if you've got any trail run recommendations or oh, any trail races recommendations. Or any quick fire questions that you want to sort of put us through the grill with. Hit us up. Love to hear it. Bye. Bye.